We'll be back at the cafe at Artichoke Music next week. Me and old Mr. COVID laid me up for a few weeks, but things are much better now. Nevertheless, I'm using an ancient arcane device known as the telephone to talk with this week's guest, Steve Swatkins. He of the keyboards and voice box, a composer and band leader, as well as a member of Alan Stone's band. His new album, Friends and Other Necessities, is just out, and it is both very funky and tremendously inspiring. Not religious, but exactly what we need right now. I realize I just said that about Jim Brunberg's new album a couple of weeks ago, but that just means we're lucky to have both of them in our world. Steve lives in L.A. now with his fiancée, Maria Massa, who appears on the album. Mr. Swatkins, come here. I want you. That's what Mr. Bell said. Hey, what a great record. <laughs> hey, Tom. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me on. Hey, I gotta, let's, let's clear something up right away. Right, first of all, yeah. Wh- what do I call you? Well, you know, um, it's funny because like uh, I still I introduce myself as Steve. That's yeah. like, that's my name, um, you know. But like uh, a lot of people in in the music world specifically will call me like Swatty or SWAT, you know, some some variation of like the Swatkins name. Yeah. Um, but but really, I you know I I, I mostly go by Steve. Well, that's easy. <laughs> That's 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 real easy. That's we like that. Okay, um, but the, so the band is called Swatkins. Yeah, like that's like that's my that's my artist project. You know, it's just like okay. I've been I've been in I've been in bands since uh, you know since I was like twelve or thirteen <laughs> years old, and and I've always kind of like you know formed uh, an identity as kind of a band guy. But when I started releasing my own music. Uh, that was really the first time that I started um, applying the the Swatkins name to the to the creative output. So this gotcha. is like the first the first full length record with with my with my Swatkins name on it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. I think we got. I think we cleared that up. Um, what okay. were you, What were you playing when you were twelve years old? I mean, I I picked up the the bass I, I was my, my dad's a guitar player and so uh-huh. I had um, I had a good uh, a good few years of like really going deep on stringed instruments and you know I would like watch my dad's hands and copy the chords and stuff on the guitar and then um, when I had the bass in my hands it was like you know I could really um, figure out the root notes and start building bass lines and uh, you know my friends my friends, like when I was 12, like we, we had a band and we would play everything from, uh, you know, from like Green Day to like House of the Rising Sun, you know, <laughs> and and uh, we used to play like we were in upstate New York back then. And yeah. uh, it was like we were sort of like a, a novelty act. We would show up at like some of the, the like blues festivals and we would be just like these like young teenage kids like trying to play the allman brothers and stuff and i think the <laughs> I, I think the old blues dads like got a kick out of us so that's kind of how we got our start that's great <laughs> um so you're how long have you been in la now it's been years hasn't it we yeah we moved in october 2020 so it's been over two years wow what a time to move i mean you know honestly man it was uh it was um, looking pretty grim in Portland as far as like being able to uh, to have any meaningful employment um, in the early pandemic, you know, right um, before 
before the vaccines were a thing. Uh, you know, you could still, in L.A. at least, you could still, like, uh, get a PCR test. You could get a rapid test. Yeah. And then wear a mask and, sh- and show up on uh, uh, for a session or for a gig. You know, they didn't really stop work, whereas, like, in Portland, everything shut down. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, my my, my fiance is a musician, too. So it's like a, a dual musician income household. So we, we really needed to go to where the work was. That was just like. Right. Um, we, we, we had been eyeing Los Angeles. A lot of our a lot of our like peers and, and like contemporaries and community is, is here. Obviously, we love Portland. I still I still miss Portland. And um, that's that's you know, that Murray is from there. And I spent a good 15 years there kind of doing music and um we still have a lot of love for the city but yeah i mean it's just like it just made a ton of sense for us to be here in los angeles and 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 as far as uh career stuff is concerned it's really been nothing but good for us that's great that's great what what, um i i i i did a a similar thing years ago when i got hired at kcet television um, uh out out there um so what what part of la are you living in so uh, up until recently, we've been living uh, at this this property um, in the View Park Windsor Hills neighborhood, which is uh-huh. sort of um, they used to they used to refer to that as the Black Beverly Hills, and that was where <laughs> like Ray Charles had a mansion up there in the seventies, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we were living in the back house in this property uh, that ran a recording studio, Blue Dream Studios. Uh-huh. Our good friends Raquel Rodriguez and Sam Bronner are uh, a couple who they both do music and they run this studio and they invited us to come live there. And we spent two years just kind of, um, you know, starting to put our, our lives back together here in LA. And I, I finished up the record there with Sam mixing and mastering it. And in, uh, in LA kind of took these tracks that we had started in New Orleans and Portland and we kind of finished it in Los Angeles. So we just moved from there to uh, the Highland Park neighborhood, so we, huh. we're we're sitting in our in our new place, and um, <laughs> a, a lot of our other friends like live around here too. It's like a really, really rich, um, rich community for for musicians and creatives. Yeah, it feels I, a lot I, like Portland actually. Yeah, I lived up up in the hills there um, uh, near Highland Park when I lived there, but uh, as far as the Black Beverly Hills, I interviewed. Um, James Cleveland, when he had a huge mansion up there years ago. Oh, no kidding. Many oh, wow. years ago. Yeah. Many, many years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Dorothy no, Donegan, great, too. Great, great... Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> James no Cleveland way. was, was uh, I, I did a half-hour documentary on him and his, and his church on a Sunday morning. It was uh, lost. Wow, for, this lost is when you were working at the, at the TV station? At, yeah, 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 at the PBS station. Amazing. I mean, yeah, he was like he was one of the architects of like modern gospel, really. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, no question about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so speaking of that album, uh, which I'm playing on the radio, I'll, I'll have you know. That's great. Uh, yeah. Um, is it is it okay? First of all, let's, let's deal with the title, "Friends and Other Necessities." What what is? Talk, yep. talk about that a little bit. Okay, so I mean, it's like uh, you could look at it as sort of like I'm I'm hedging my bets a little bit because it is sort of like my debut LP as like a solo artist, but uh-huh. I really, you know, I just can't 
I can't imagine doing this without the full-fledged support of community. And and it's really um, it's really just the way that I was raised and the way that I have developed my relationship with music is to is to work collaboratively. And like you know, I at various points in my career, I you know, I've I've played like the instruments I've written, I've recorded, I've produced, I've mixed, I've done all this stuff, you know, and like in the modern music landscape, it sort of does behoove an artist to, to get, you know, to be able to level up their skills in, in all sorts of different areas and Uh to, to sort of like carve out one single serving of, of life as a, as a musician. (laughs) But, but really it's just like, you know, like I, I get my, my most, my most best time. Like my, my real, my real um, passion is working collaboratively and like a, mm-hmm. and like a, from the, from the ground up. And, and this record is like, it's, um, it features a lot of the, the friends and, um, and colleagues that, uh, that I've made after kind of being a band guy for a decade plus And, Mm-hmm. traveling around and and getting to uh to perform with and travel with like all these different people and so like when it came time to really like assemble this record like as much as I did want it to be a statement of you know of like the, here's here's a calling card of like my solo artistry it's mm-hmm. just it's impossible it's impossible for me to conceive of something like that without like a whole cast of talented friends and so I really just wanted to like put that emblazon it large you know writ large as the title it's like this record is it's about friends and other necessities like we really especially like uh in you know bringing it together in the pandemic and sort of the challenges that COVID Mm -hmm. presented towards working collaboratively it really does feel um like it's 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 essential like we need each other like if we're going to get through this in any way we need each other more than ever Yes, we you, we you could say that pandemic or not. Yeah, true. Yeah, really. Uh, okay, so uh, is is this album a collection of songs that that have a theme, or all or or, or and when when you, when you wrote these songs, did you is is this a song cycle or is it a collection of tunes? It is. You know, it's um, uh, it took it took a couple of years for this project to really shape up. And so it did allow me to, um, to collect tunes that I, that I thought would make, you know, like in a classic sense, uh, uh, an album, you know, an LP, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. 10, 10, 10, songs that you could, you could play them from top to bottom and it makes some sense. And I think if there's a, if there's a theme in, the lyrical content and sort of the the emotional core of of these songs it's it's about um you know generosity of spirit um and really like the 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 capstone song the 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 final track is uh gotta give it away if you're gonna keep it mm-hmm. which was the 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 first song that we completed for the record and i mm-hmm. think that that one kind of it in a way kind of ties together the other strings um, uh, of the album and, and really I, I did want to, um, to, you know, not just like 
songs about love or songs about partying or songs about inner turmoil or, or, or any of that stuff. It's just like uh, the feeling that I really wanted to capture was this, this generosity of spirit. I think that's really what the, the heart of the album is. Well, I think you've managed to do that. <laughs> you know, that's what, that's, 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 that's what I got from it too. Uh, oh, thanks, Tom. Yeah, yeah, it's it's wonderful. It's a great album. Um, so let's talk about some of the other people who are on it. Of course, Maria is sure. is, is on does vocals on a couple couple of tracks, right? My 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 fiance Maria Maza. Yeah. Yep, she's um, you know, and we we work collaboratively. Uh, she's got her own artist career, um, and of course, I'm I'm involved in that as well. And I'm so happy that uh, we were able to sort of display some of that collaborative relationship on this one. She's got two featured tracks, uh, Lost and Alive and Sweet Talk. And both of those tunes were culled from the original uh, rhythm tracking sessions where we went to New Orleans mm-hmm. the week before Jazz Fest, mm-hmm. posted up at, uh, at Neutral Sound Studios and just started writing and recording. And then as our musical compatriots kind of started filtering into the city for the jazz fest festivities. We would kind of pull them in, show them what we've been working on and start to kind of like light those collaborative fires as we, as we did. Um, but yeah, Maria is, uh, she's, she co-wrote and sings lead on those two songs, Lost and Alive and Sweet mm-hmm. Talk. Mm-hmm. And then she, and then she also uh, is singing background vocals and, um, and really just like helped me refine a lot of like my lyric writing and stuff along the way too. And, mm. um, she's, she's been a, she's been a great, a positive influence on me, um, singing and like using my, my human voice and not just the, the talk box yeah. with the synthesizer too. And, um, yeah, I'm really grateful to have her, um, collaborative energy on the record. That's great. How does that? I mean, I, I did a, a whole series of, of uh, video versions of of, of uh, this podcast, um, and I and I, in which I I, I interviewed uh, couples who are both working musicians, and you had gone by. Oh then. wow! You, you had gone by then. Oh yeah. And unfortunately, no. But uh, did you get like like Loranda and Mark and yeah, and you know, and, like, yeah. and and Chance uh, Chance and his wife and and, and oh, uh, Shelley and yeah, Shelley yeah, yeah yeah and uh, 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 Rebecca Sanborn and Jai Tanzer. Uh, oh that, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's so great, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was it was it was a real good series. I want to start it up again, and maybe one of these times <laughs> missed it this time because I got sick. But because uh, we're supposed to be sitting across from each other, which I would have really loved, but uh, unfortunately it didn't work. It didn't work would, out that way. Would have been preferable, but you know, yeah. that's this is yeah. this is the, the day and age we are. Yeah, I know. But uh, anyway, uh, so okay, so let's 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 keep going with with people who are on this with you. Uh, yep. More to learn has uh, Alan Stone and Eric Krasnow. Tell me about working with those two guys. Yeah, so I've been I've been in Alan Stone's band since uh 2013. Yeah. Uh you know sort of sort of before before his star really started to rise. Mm-hmm. Uh uh we would we would collaborate on shows and like with my old band um and his sort of original configuration of the band. We we would play together around the Northwest. We did a show at Mississippi Studios. We played mm-hmm. up in Seattle, up in Bellingham. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, when a spot opened up in his band, and he asked me to join, uh, I was really I was really eager to because I was just a fan of his music, and and Alan and I were sort of buddies mm-hmm. uh, b- before before we really started working together. And so um, after like you know this will be like my tenth year like collaborating with Alan, wow. and we've written we've written quite a lot uh, uh, our our songs have have always ended up on Allen records and uh-huh. this song more to learn we started uh on a writers retreat with Eric Krasno in uh Cabo San Lucas in Mexico we went to uh this hotel that was uh sort of like owned by the um the parent corporation of like Modelo and Corona and like this mm-hmm. this like Mex- this Mexican beer cartel and so they put us up in this hotel and gave us access to this studio. And we sort of like wrote uh, a handful of tunes, some of which we liked more than others. And this one in particular, More to Learn, was like really, uh, it showed a lot of potential, but it wasn't in the form that it needed to be to make it onto that Alan Stone record. But mm-hmm. we all really believed in the song and we ended up finishing it with the help of Jans Ingber, another Oregonian, someone you, you, mm-hmm. you're probably familiar with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we re-recorded it and, uh, I'm really happy that, that we persevered because it's, um, it's, uh, it's one of the more popular songs on this record. And it really just like is, um, a great example of it's cause it's the Portland band, right? We recorded it at jackpot with, mm-hmm. Tyron Hendricks on drums, Andre Zapata on bass, Mikey Elson on organ, Pete Knudsen on guitar, and then Alan and Aaron Krasno like overdubbed their parts, and then we we mixed it all together in L.A. So it's like it's huh. to me it's really emblem- emblematic of this collaborative spirit and sort of pulling in uh, disparate elements of my musical network to make a to make a musical statement. Yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, Raquel Rodriguez, you talked about a little bit before. Um, I don't know that we we know her uh, v- very well in Portland. No, I mean she's she's born and raised in L.A. and yeah. I I don't think she I don't think she's ever going to leave. You know, but wow. Raquel, um, yeah, no, Raquel's a force. She's really um, one of the best vocalists out there. And and together with her partner Sam Bronner, they have. Uh, just like a full-fledged production studio, like mm-hmm. on their property, and they've they've been really um, instrumental in helping to produce a lot of like our peers and contemporaries' albums as well. They're they're very very generous and very plugged in. Their their studio ends up being like a a community hub for the musicians down here, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, and and part of like part of us working together. I, I I really went looking for a song to feature Raquel on the record because mm. she and I she and I have written together like on her last record Sweet Side we have um, a couple of co-writes and I play in her band when she performs live and so when I was pulling together the Swatkins record I was like I really want a song that Raquel can just like knock out the park you know and yeah, uh, yeah. we were working with. Uh, this really talented writer, Jess Best, who did um, most of the 
the work on Maria's last record was with Jess and her partner. And so we wrote this song together and sort of approached Raquel with it. And Raquel was just like really excited to, to sink her teeth into it. So I'm so happy with how yeah. that one came out. It's a great song. Thanks, Tom. Okay. And uh, let's see. How about uh, Antoine Stanley? Yeah, Antoine. You know, so uh, my connection with Antoine is through the Volpec crew and um, sort of like that Michigan music scene. Uh, mm -hmm. I've, I've I've played and collaborated with with Volf a fair amount, and then uh, in 2020, uh, at the top of the year, uh, I did a tour with this group, Scary Pockets, that um, they feature like a rotating cast of uh, of uh, different singers and different rhythm sections. And we did a whole tour with Antoine featured on vocals. And so we got to, we got to travel around. We went to Japan on that tour and mm -hmm. uh, really became close and got to work in a, you know, it was just like every night we get to be on stage and, and do our thing. And, uh, and that song bright light was actually brought to me the, the seed for that song was written by um, Jacob Anderson of Fruition, like another mm -hmm. another Portland band, somebody that I've been working with for 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 many years, and uh, he had been Jay had been doing a and uh, sort of a writing exercise where if it was a friend's birthday, he would write them a little tune for their birthday and send it to them. And so my birthday that year that we were doing the record, he sent me just just the just the verse and the chorus you know just like the first verse and the chorus of the of the tune and i got so excited i was just like can we please like finish this song like i would love to include this on the record uh it, it just really spoke to me immediately and i and i thought of antoine immediately too because mm -hmm. i knew he would i knew he would crush it and so uh again with jan zingber's help we kind of like finished the song put another couple of verses and a bridge on it and then this one was interesting because it's the only tune on the record where every piece, every instrument was recorded individually in like a different city. And then we like piecemealed it together in, wow. in L.A. But I, I really wanted to uh, to get the contributions of of Jay's collaborators in fruition. So we used Tyler mm -hmm. Thompson on drums, mm -hmm. used Jeff Leonard on bass and and then recorded the rest in Los Angeles. But it was, it was, um, you know, I was a little bit concerned because so much of the rest of the record is based off of rhythm tracks where we're all in the room playing together. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that to me is just like, I really wanted to carry that spirit of like live spontaneous collaborative energy. And then this record, th this song was, was <laughs> the opposite of that, but we still wanted it to feel organic and natural. And so <laughs> I'm really happy with um, Sam Bronner helped me a lot too in the production uh -huh. to uh -huh. to pull all these disparate elements together. And then when we finally recorded Antoine's vocals, we were just like, oh, this, this is going to be great. We can't mess this up. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> it is, matter of fact. And um, Ashley J is, is a Portlander, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. We, the Portlanders might might know her from the Miniweather family, great great yeah. musical family. Yeah, I, I in, saw in her. I've seen her. I've seen her back up. Live Live uh, Warfield. Yes, yeah, that's right. She was um, mm -hmm. 
she was singing with Liv in uh, her sort of like NPG Prince period, and mm-hmm. her and Saida um, yep. got to go on the road with the the Purple Crew and yep. and hang out with Liv and do all that stuff. Ashley is an immensely gifted vocalist, just mm-hmm. like really, really tremendously gifted, and she's gotten a lot of positive attention on Instagram and social media for um, for her sort of like harmony and and singing content, but like this, she doesn't have a ton of recorded output of just like of, of more traditional songs, you know? And this tune we did uh, collaboratively with Jared Lawson and Jans Ingber again, and we kind of mm-hmm. got up in a room in Portland and just like put our heads together and, uh, and, and came up with this, with this really, really beautiful song. And uh, it stands out a little bit on the record as like, sort of less in the like funk mm-hmm. soul R&B realm. And it is, is a little, a little bit of a different flavor, but um, yeah, Ashley's vocal is just incredible. It just like really, 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 really ties the album together. And like the way that she uh, performs her own background vocals and harmonies and she can just track, she can just track pitch with laser precision. It's, wow. it's really something. It's really mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's one thing. You know, that I, I understand uh, how important it is to you to co- you know the, 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 to collaborate with all these people because you know that that's a that's a it's a wonderful process and there's nothing like collaboration. But on the other hand, this this album, like a couple of others that I've heard, like Jim Brunberg uh, has a new album and and um, oh nice, I haven't I haven't checked it out. And I, I said to him, you know, we need this because he's such a positive guy. And and then I and then I hear yours, and I went, well, we need this too because there's things in here you have you have just laid your soul bare in some of these songs, Steve. I mean, I don't have to tell you that, oh. but I mean, but, but that that's what's communicated. It's amazing. Well, thanks, Tom. I'm I'm curious, like which um which which tunes really spoke to you like what what did you what did you what did you get out of them you know they're, they're all of them really seriously uh yeah. what, the, and 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 the way they're sequenced it just is uh it's um it's it's a very inspiring album it really is it's in in, in a way so it's in a way it's it's like gospel without the religion yeah yeah it feel it feels a little bit like some of that spirit of like what like the black church offers in terms yeah. of, yeah. of, yeah. you know, re, you know, like taking transmuting, uh, struggle and, um, and feelings of, of disconnect and separation and trying to fuse that into, into, into something that gives people, you know, like passion for life and, yeah. and compassion for each other. And that's something that like, I think no matter what you're, what your faith is or like what your stance is on, on any, uh, theological sort of perspective. It's just like, that's, that's the essence of, of friends and other necessities is that we really, we do, we all need each other. It's like, it's okay if we disagree about stuff, but like, we can't, we can't shut each other out. Like unacceptable. Yeah. I, I don't know how you do it. Uh, but the staying positive in, in, in times like this is real difficult. It is. I mean, there's, there's, there's a million invitations to despair, like just on the daily basis. I think, um, mm-hmm. 
you know, as as a society, it's unfortunately true that it seems like I think people get the impression that to pay attention to stuff is to like invite suffering, you know, or mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. to, to practice compassion is to set yourself up for disappointment and heartbreak. And it's just like there's not a lot of societal incentives to be soft mm-hmm. or, you know, or, or sensitive. And it's just like, I, I just, I want to encourage people. It's like, it's, it's, it's better if it's better if you like allow yourself to be vulnerable. It's better if you try to t- dismantle some of the walls that separate us from, from each other and from like what, what's in our hearts, you know, it's like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's okay. It's okay to feel all these things. It's just like better than the alternative as far as we can tell. <laughs> Well, that, you know, that certainly, you know, is, is real evident, uh, from, from, you know, from listening to the album here. It's just, uh, it's, a, it's, it's quite, quite a, quite a work of art you got here, Steve. I really appreciate that. I mean, we, we worked, we worked our, our butts off on it. It was, um, uh, it's something it's like, I think a lot of other creative people can identify with, uh, the feeling of, of having, having an idea and not quite having the the uh the head of steam built up to really execute it and mm-hmm. and you know i just think that getting getting to a point where you can release something and like give it an official home in the world is just is a victory mm-hmm. uh, on its own terms you know mm-hmm. that's that's solidly in the win column already and um and honestly for me just knowing that people are listening to and enjoying these songs that I spent, you know, a couple of years working on. It's yeah. like, it's, it's yeah. tremendously thrilling. It's really, really satisfying. And it helps me, it helps me want to do more. I think like, uh, mm-hmm. something that I've been struggling with, uh, in my, in my artist life, uh, when I was younger, I think I would tend to be a little, more precious with my ideas and Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to release anything unless it was perfect. And I would play the comparison game and just say, Hey, like, why, why is this so much harder for me than other people? Or why don't I have these same opportunities? And I think, you know, I turned 40 last year and, um, and there's something about gaining a little bit of age and seasoning that it's just, I, I think it, the, the real victory in, in your creative life is not some metric of success based on like what other people are thinking. It's really allowing yourself to stay in good relationship with music. Mm -hmm. And that's the important thing. And it's like, if you push yourself to the point where that relationship becomes distorted or you start looking to music to do something for you, I think that that's potentially out of alignment. It's like really, the best things for me flow from a place where I'm looking to do stuff with music and that's mm-hmm. the privilege mm-hmm. and that's the honor. Well, it does, it, what it, it does have the effect on the listener. That's that, that's who, who gets the benefit real, the real, the real benefit, you know? Well, I think, I, I mean, I know Tom, like you have like a finely attuned ear for these sorts of things, but my, my hope is that even for somebody who doesn't really, who doesn't really like, travel in in like sophisticated music circles or whatever could hear these tunes and still respond 
the like the underlying emotional core of it. Oh know? well, they, like, they make they, they, they may be they may may carry a brilliant message, but they still make you move your butt. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> if it's got a beat to it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what's going to happen is people are going to love this, and then the, and then the, then they'll just keep coming up to you and go, "What's next? What's next? When's the next one come out? Yeah. We want more, more, more." Great, great, great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love that. <laughs> <laughs> then you got and, and then you got to go. Okay, this this next one has to be better than the last one. Like, you, you, that, that's that's something tough to get caught up in, you know. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'd, I'd settle for I'd settle for just like the next one being different than the last, really. You know. <laughs> I know, but they want to hear the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> well, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> that is the problem, of course. That's that's the the age old problem. You know. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, r- truthfully, uh, it seems like that the pace with which you're expected to come out with the next thing is accelerating, you know? Yeah, yeah. It is now, yeah. Did you play these tunes uh, for your New Year's gig at at, at McMinniman's? We did, yeah. It's like, you know, the the scene at the Kennedy School was probably what you would expect for New Year's. There was some, uh, like, an aging aging hippie population. There was some, some young folks. There were some, like, new parents. And uh, and some old kind of friends and like our, our musician scene and so for that gig we did a mixture of Maria's originals we did my mm-hmm. originals and we did mm-hmm. like some some crowd pleasing covers you know mm-hmm. well, anything from the album yeah yeah we played yeah we played um, uh, Lost and Alive we played ah, Sweet Talk we great, did great. got to give it away if you're gonna keep it yeah yeah, yeah definitely nice. I nice. love I love playing these songs live man it's really it's really you know uh as as you would expect to give um a new life to a song that you sort of obsessed over the details of producing and recording and mixing yeah. it yeah like then then you get to perform it live on stage and you get to have that immediate audience feedback and then you're there like with the drums and the bass like going full blast it's really like it's like a new life for that composition that's great. Well, all right, man. Listen, thank you for your time. I really appreciate you spending time talking about this. Uh, congratulations. Oh, Tom, I'm, I'm so – thanks, man. I'm so glad we got to connect and, and chat. I was really looking forward to um, to sitting down with you. But yeah, this is, me too. This is a great way to do an me interview. Too. Yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do? And I really appreciate you. Yeah, I know, man. It's just like our health is – our health is important. I want you to stick around for a long time, Tom. Well, that's not going to happen, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fucking old. Give me a break. As, All right. as long as it makes as long as it makes sense, let's, let's keep you around. Yeah. Thank you very much, Steve. The best to you and Maria. And maybe uh, maybe next time you guys are in town together, we can sit down and and uh, over at Artichoke and and uh, and do one of these with the three of us. I would I would love that. I'm gonna pass I'm gonna pass your regards along to Maria and suggest yeah, we'll we'll shoot you a text next time we're coming up to town. That's great. Well, as we like to as we like to say when we close these things, that's entertainment. That's entertainment. <laughs> <laughs>